You're listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Thanks for listening. We hope this message encourages you to be all God created you to be so that you can impact the world around you with the love and power of God. For more information about us, you can visit our website at revivetheworld.us or visit us in person each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. We hope to connect with you soon. get ready to transition and, and um, into teaching time, I just felt like that there was an opportunity to, you know, in, in Philippians 2, it says that uh, he, God gave Jesus the name above every name, right? That all things uh, above the earth, in the earth, and underneath the earth bow at the name of Jesus, right? <clears throat> and when, when, I know I've lost sight of that sometimes in circumstances and situations and not feeling well, whatever it is, but I'm reminded this morning, I felt like this was for the whole family, is that if we will say, I don't care if you whisper, speak, shout the name of Jesus uh, over your situation, however you want to say it, it's totally between you and him, that if you'll speak over just the name of Jesus, over if you got sickness, if you're being tormented, if you're depressed, if you've got a family situation or relational situation that's not ideal or not uh, or hasn't been reconciled or whatever it is, there's no limits to what you're speaking the name of Jesus over. And when we do that, remembering everything that they sang gave us a reminder, a revelation of the authority that is in the person of Jesus. And the name carries the authority of the person, right? And so I felt like there's just this beautiful grace right now to be able to do that over our situations, our circumstances, our bodies, our families. And so, Father, we thank you right now for this opportunity. And we just say the name of Jesus over everything, everyone, every situation, every relational situation, every financial situation, every situation of sickness or pain or hurt, whether that's physical or internal, we just say Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, we thank you. All things are bowing right now. Under the name of Jesus, all sickness must bow. All Situations that are chaotic, all chaos must bow with the name of Jesus. Yeah, everywhere there's lack, we speak the name of Jesus. There's abundance in that name. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you for Jesus. Yeah, thank you. All things were created by him, for him, and find completion in him. We thank you that you've brought us back to yourself. Jesus, we find full, we find, we find our completion in you. Boy, we sure do find our joy in you too. (laughs) If it's good news, it ought to make us happy. Thank you, Jesus. Every circumstance that seems to be standing in the way of joy, we speak the name of Jesus over it. 
Every thought pattern that doesn't line up with the mind of Christ, we speak the name of Jesus over it. Every false little G God that tries to try to get in the way, we just speak the name of Jesus. Every idol must bow at the name of Jesus. Everything that's got in the way of our relationship with you, we speak the name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, we choose. We choose, just like you chose us before the foundation of the world. We choose you today, Jesus, to be number one, to be everything to us. We choose to give you all of our worship, all of our praise. We choose, as Sarah was saying, we choose to give you all of our, this little bitty life. We give it all to you right now. Jesus, it's made for you. It was meant to be fulfilled in you. We give it to you. It belongs to you. Jesus, 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 Jesus. May we never forget that we not only have called on that name to be saved, but we carry the authority of the one, the one whose name that saved us. Because we're one with you, Jesus. Let that reality sink in of our oneness with you as sons and daughters. Thank you that sickness is bowing right now in Jesus' name. Pain right now bowing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for misaligned bodies bowing at the name of Jesus. <laughs> thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That hope is being restored in that beautiful name. The name of Jesus. <laughs> If you ever can't think of something to pray, you feel so, whatever it is, you just say his name. It's, it's enough. It's way more than enough. Not just enough, but way more than enough. <laughs> Thank you, Father, for chaos. I feel it. I feel chaos. Just bowing at the name of Jesus right now. Been tormented too long. Chaos is bowing at the name of Jesus. Yeah, when you leave here, remember that. You can whisper that name. You carry the authority of that name. Whew, chaos was not meant to control your life. Whew, you were meant to rule and reign in peace. Whew, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, 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 Jesus. 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 Wait, may we never leave the topic of you, Jesus. We never preach or teach anything outside of you, Jesus. You are everything. You are everything. You are everything. Everything we need. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you right now for just tormenting dreams, bowing at the name of Jesus. Speak Jesus over your sleep. Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <clears throat> yeah. Thanks, Jesus. Thanks, Jesus.
Jesus. <laughs> oh, when you let him love you, you just realize that all things get real good when you just turn back your attention to everything that he is to us. Come on. I know that circumstances and situations and all that stuff, it becomes overwhelming at times, right? It's that biblical principle of magnification is what whatever we focus on gets bigger. And so when I focus on the whatever it is that's outside of the nature and character of Jesus, it's outside of kingdom, then I begin to get overwhelmed in a bad way. But when I turn, the good thing is that biblical principle works uh, just as well, was created to only work originally for turning our attention to Jesus. And when I I'll begin to look at him and realize that he's everything that I need, no matter what's going on outside of, of, of me, and, of, out of our oneness and our relationship, that all that stuff begins to bow. All the chaos settles, peace comes in, right? My hope's restored. Joy starts to increase. And I start to laugh a little bit. And it feels real good. And people around you are like, you ain't got no reason to laugh. Look what's going on in your life. And then we can say, no, I got every reason to laugh. <laughs> His name is Jesus. There isn't anything that can't be settled in that name. Everything was paid for to be completely settled. Us to be completely free, completely delivered, completely whole in that name, in the name of Jesus. You might say, well, that's too simple. Well, that's the gospel. It's simple. <laughs> it's just that simple. Y'all can kick the lights on if you want. This is abrasive for those of you that haven't been here before because we don't have dim lights. We're so sorry about that. But the next building I hope you're praying for us to have, we'll have those. So it's the only thing I regret. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have much regret in my life, but not having dim lights. It's one of them. Jesus, he's so beautiful and wonderful. You know, I, I know and Sarah's getting ready to come teach, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be powerful, and, and I believe life-altering, and I'm really expectant every time anybody teaches, um, especially her. But sometimes we get in these Sunday morning gatherings, and it gets real good like this. You feel the presence of God, right? It's tangible. It's experiential. And then I get to Monday, and I'm like, what happened? Everything was good on Sunday. I'm telling you, it's that simple principle. I get back in and I just start to worship Jesus. Whatever I'm doing, whatever's going on, I just turn my attention back to Him. I just let Him love me. Take big, you know, in, in 1 Corinthians 12, it says we all uh, drink of one spirit. So I just start drinking of His love, <laughs> just in case you were curious, of His love. <laughs> it's all I need. I don't, I don't need anything else. My dependency is on Him. I used to do a lot of things trying to feel this good. And I found out all I had to do was begin to worship Jesus. I started, I'm like, woo, this is what I've been looking for. <laughs> this is it right here. <laughs> this is a two-person party, me and Jesus. Anytime, anywhere. I had a word years ago where somebody told me, he said, you're like a bonfire. You weren't created to fit in a fireplace. You're a bonfire, and bonfires where the party's at. I believe that's true for every one of you. 
You were created to be a bonfire. You weren't made to fit in a man-made fireplace. No one can control the flame. So we get to uh, benefit from the life of, you know, sometimes we think about teaching as we're just getting revelation. We're actually benefiting from the life of, of the person that lives in intimacy with Jesus. <laughs> At least I know that's true of, of, of Sarah. <laughs> and so would you welcome her as she comes up to teach? <laughs> Good morning. I will open this up just because, you know, the Bible's good. And if nothing else is hitting when I'm talking, you know, when all else fails, just read the word. Today is the 4th of July. So just in case you didn't know, it's the 4th of July today. And I was thinking about what the 4th of July represents. And um, I was reminded this morning of the freedom that we have. And the truth that we can be in the freest nation in the world, whether you believe that's America or not. We can be in the freest nation in the world, but it all means nothing without the first freedom that came from the only one, Jesus. It all means nothing. He's the only one. Not a piece of paper. He's the only one that can truly set us free, and give us that feeling that only freedom from the one Jesus can give you. That feels good this morning. I'm free. I'm free. Not because the laws allow me to say Jesus, but when I say the name Jesus, I recognize him because I know him. Something happens on the inside of me because I know him. On Wednesday night, Nikki talked about um, the history um, with Jesus that we have in worshiping Jesus in the context of worship with music. Um, Worshiping Jesus with our history. But, which is beautiful, and I would love to go into that because I like worship. Um, it, you know, I was talking about this this morning with a friend. Um, there's something beautiful. Music is so powerful. In a moment, when, when we sing a worship song, in a moment, all of a sudden, there's a, a shift happens in our spirit. When a, when a song happens that we have history with Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've been on the floor with with Jesus on that song. Like, that's the song that his joy gave me strength. That's the song that he was in the room and I could feel the holiness of Jesus. Like, there's a shift that happens immediately. And all of a sudden, we're like, we're singing from this powerful history that we have with Jesus in this song. Music does that in a moment. But you know, the most powerful worship 
that we could ever bring to Jesus is our lives. We can worship with a song, and, and he shows up like he did this morning, right? He shows up. When I'm in my house, and I'm worshiping, and I'm stomping, and I'm running around the table, and I'm waking everybody up, he's in the room with me, and it's powerful, and he shows up. But there is nothing more powerful than a life set free by Jesus, and we worship him with our lifestyle. We worship him with our lives. So this morning, I want to talk about our history with God. In that same context, with, with, with music and songs, we have history with Jesus. And in that history with him, the same shift can happen in our spirits. And I believe that the Lord wants to bring that shift this morning in us um, as I teach and and help us to realize that there it's not hard to live our lives in power and in freedom um, from this history we have with God that it's actually really easy and when it we when our spirit shift into that it never has to, to move it can be immovable but just let me grab my notes real quick I left back here. <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk about history with God. Who has history with God in the room? Come on. I remember sitting in church services, and if anybody mentioned your history with God, all of a sudden I felt like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, I got some history with God my history with God, you know, it's, it's kind of a, you know, an ugly story, something I don't want to tell everybody about. Anybody can relate to that? We talk about the history of God, immediately our minds are like, yeah, he saved me from a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of things that I've done. It goes back to um, the, this, this, the story of the cross where it was a sad story, where um, uh, he died for me, and now I'm going to spend my whole life trying to, like, earn that. Trying to, like, be worth it. Anybody? Am I the only one? Anybody? And, like, people mention, you, do you have history with God? And it's like, my history, when I look back, it's like, ugh. Um, it's a lot of memory, you know, Jesus having to help me again, Jesus having to step in again, Jesus having to set me right again, me messing up and walking away again, me, you know, discounting what the cross did again, me not living as a daughter, as a son again, me be choosing to be an orphan again. It, back in the pig pen. <laughs> and, you know, a beautiful thing about being free in knowing him is that now when I think about my history with God, all I can do is laugh and it almost makes me want to cry. I'm so full of joy because my history with God looks different now. My mindset about my history looks different and, 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 and so 
I, I'm going to get back to that. But the, this morning, I want to I talk about what it means to build history with God. What that means, what that looks like. Because just like in the context of worshiping with a song, you can tell when a worship leader is leading from history with God. You can tell when someone's singing phrases and words and truths of who God is because they know him to be that. It's also very powerful in a room. It's powerful when you hear somebody singing that because they, they've made a choice to sing it until their heart believes it. We, we, we do that a lot here, don't we, on this side of heaven. We sing truths that we know because the Bible says it's so, even when we don't see it happen on this side of heaven. And the angels are in awe. I think that that's what the Bible means. When the, when, when the angels were in awe, they came. Uh, what is in First Peter? The New Living Translation says, the angels eagerly looked on. There were mysteries and things that, 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 that the father was sharing with his church. And, and there were things, in, and it was the persecuted church, right? And they were preaching the gospel, and they, were, and they were healing the sick, and they were being free. Even though their government did not say they were free. Even though they're where they were at in their countries, in their land, where their home was, did not say they were free. They were being free. And the angels, they were eagerly looking on. And I believe that that comes from people building history with God through not seeing what the truth of the word says we should see. Because they're like, whoa, look, they're doing it again. Look at them. They don't, even, they don't know what it's like to, to walk around on streets of gold and, and money not mean a thing. Because money's meaning, like Owen talked about this morning, it's meaningless in heaven. It means nothing. Even the streets are gold. That's our currency here. The streets, money means nothing in heaven. In the kingdom, money's nothing. Look at them. They're doing it again. They're giving even though they don't have enough. Look at them. They're doing it again. They're tithing even though they don't have enough. Look at them. They're doing it again. They're being generous. Look at them. They're doing it again, and they don't even know what it's like. Here, they need their money to survive, to live. <laughs> Look at him. They're doing it again. They're worshiping and they're thanking God in the, in the middle of their disappointment. Look at him. They're doing it again. They don't even know what it's like. They don't, they've never even seen the full face of God. But they're choosing again. What is this? What is man that he is mindful of them? Here's some way. I want to talk about some ways that we can build history with God. 
because I think we can all agree that we've seen the power of what that looks like, the anointing that rests on somebody's life when they have history with God. And it doesn't look like a past full of sin. So I want to I kind of get there this morning with you. So a couple of ways that we can build history with God is we can meditate on his testimonies. You know, if you're first starting out in this journey with Jesus and you're, you're spreading your, your, your freedom, you're getting used to it, maybe you don't have history with God yet. You don't know what it, you're like, I'm starting out. How do I build it? What does that mean? What does it look like? Meditate on the testimonies of the people around you. Meditate on the things that you're hearing God do in the earth. What I, what is super powerful is he's the God of all hope, right? And so if I'm looking at the world at America, at politics, at um, the school system, at my family, at my finances, at my job situation. If I'm looking at it from a hopeless perspective, it's so powerful to then meditate on the testimonies of people who have seen breakthrough in those areas. Meditate on the testimonies and Live your life is as if today's the day that your breakthrough is coming. What would that look like? Would it look different? I would hope that my life wouldn't look different. I would hope that every day I am living as if the breakthrough has happened. Because that's what the cross paid for, right? Sometimes that little perspective shift is, if my breakthrough came right here in this moment, how would I respond? And that's how my worship, that's how my um, hope level, that's how my faith, that's the level that it should be at all the time. Because even though we don't see it right now, it is who he is because it says it's who he is. Right? It just is what it is, right? (laughs) It is who he is. And when we begin to do that, something changes in our minds. It changes. So one of the ways you can build history of God, meditate on the testimonies. Wherever there's, where, if you're looking at what testimonies I need to meditate on, wherever there's hopelessness in your life, find testimonies about those things. And praise God. Praise God for those people. I have been the one who's been who God has given me an opportunity to find a testimony so that I could um, meditate on it and get my own breakthrough. But instead, I took that testimony as, um, uh, as a disappointment, another disappointment that I'm not getting what God wants for me and everybody else is. And it was an opportunity for me to find something else to be grateful for and worship him through it. Worship him through it. Worship him to it. The culture that we are a part of at Revive the World is a culture of celebration. We celebrate each other because there's no competition in the kingdom. 
each one of us, if I find myself being, it's hard to celebrate other people's success, especially the success that I want to see in my own life that I'm not seeing yet, even when I'm doing all the right things. You ever been there? If I find myself not being able to celebrate other people or being hard, it has everything to do with me and what I believe about myself. It has nothing to do about them. We can build our wall of offenses and justifications of why they're the reason that I can't celebrate them because they don't deserve it as much as me. But when we take those opportunities to celebrate them, bless them, I've made it, it was, it was a, a hobby, it became a habit, and now it's just the way that I think. It's my first thought. Whenever I hear a, a, something that comes from the outside of me, because it doesn't sound like me anymore, so I know it's not mine, when something says, oh, look at them, they didn't deserve that. You studied more, more years for that. They didn't go through what you went through. You're more qualified for that. They won't do it as good as you. They're not as nice as me, and still, people love them. If people only knew what was happening behind the scenes with them, they wouldn't treat them the same way. I don't think they would be honored like that if they really knew. The pastors at Revive wouldn't honor those people if they really knew what was going on with them. Every time I hear something like that, I recognize, ah, that doesn't sound like me. I bless them. God, help them to go farther and further than I ever could. Give them a platform to stand on. Let my ceiling become their floor. How can I love them and encourage them so that they can be set up for success? Their opportunities, their opportunities. When we, what we celebrate, Tony says this, I love it. What we celebrate, we set ourselves up to see. But the root of our celebration should always be love and honor because people were worth the cross. If I was worth the cross, they were. If I want Jesus to forgive me and celebrate me and promote me, my heart should be overflowing with that for everyone in front of me because I'm no better than anybody else. Another way we can build history with God is put his character into focus. Not the unanswered questions. A lot of times I put the unanswered questions in the magnifying glass. And I'm like, yeah, I'm praising you and I'm thanking you here. But in the back of my head, I'm just waiting for the response for this. <laughs> I'm going to go into worship. I'm going to go into some deep worship time. And probably at the end of this, he'll give me a response to what I'm looking for. You know, been there? I really need an answer on this. I really need direction on this. And a lot of times, you know, our hearts are good. We want to hear from the Lord. We want direction. We want, you know, we want to please the Lord. But I will find myself 
being the main focus being what I'm not seeing, what I haven't heard, what he hasn't answered, the questions, the things I don't understand. And then I start to lose sight of what he's already done, of how he's already healed me, of how he's already saved me, of how he's already showed up, about how he's already fulfilled promises, about how he's already delivered me, about how he's already came and made a way where there was no way, about how he's already good no matter if he does another thing. So sometimes this in my head just shifting the focus from okay god you know you know you know what i'm not understanding here you see it i love how somebody said that in one of our bible study we shared is like just get it all out and i think it was aaron and then just like go for it with jesus like god okay here's the unanswered thing like okay now i'm just shifting my focus away you know and when it's right it will come But right now, I'm going to focus in on your character and who you are so that I can have a foundation to stand on. There's a building that comes with history. We build something in relationship with people, with your spouse, with your your friends, with your family. There's something to build on when you have history with somebody. It's good or bad. And sometimes in the good and in the bad, you're building these foundations of trust. You're building things together. And our mindset um, in the good and in the bad will determine how strong the foundation that we're building will be. So when I'm focused on the things I'm not seeing, the unanswered questions, as I'm building this history with God, my foundation will always have a crack in it that says, but this. Watch out as you're stepping up into glory to glory because you might fall down the trap of this. And if the enemy brings this up, even though you've walked all the way up here and gotten all the way up here, if the enemy brings this up, it's going to be like, I'm going back down because I still have something in me that says, but this. But this. It's like shoots and ladders. (laughs) Like, I thought I, I thought I knew it all, and then all of a sudden I know nothing. I, I thought I was doing it. I, I, I was doing all the right things. The sin issues weren't a thing. But then all of a sudden, somebody pressed my buttons, and then that spiral happened. All of a sudden, that depression, I... Mm, All of a sudden, that anxiety, all of a sudden, that anger, all of a sudden, those trust issues, all of a sudden. You know what I'm saying? You been there? When those things are in the magnifying glass as we're building foundation, there'll always be a loophole. But when his character is in focus, that's what patches in the holes. When his character is in focus, it is, and there's a final, and there's a final exclamation point on it. And when those things are brought up again, the final exclamation point is put on it, and we continue on. Because it's not, yeah, 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 but this, it's this, this, and it's this. It's him. This is who he is. This is what he's done because that's what's, that's what's been in our focus. Does that make sense? 
All right. Another way we can build history is with God. Looking at every discomfort as an opportunity to worship. (laughs) Every discomfort as an opportunity to worship. I will enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Every discomfort, count it all a joy as you endure trials. Every discomfort, an opportunity. I'm making a shift in my mind that when I feel a thorn in my side, like Paul talks about, when I feel a thorn in my side, it's just a little reminder that it's, this is an opportunity to worship him through it. Let the angels come and be in awe. <laughs> She's doing it again. <laughs> oh, man, that really hurt her feelings. That really hurt her heart. But guess what? Her heart is new and it's strong and she's worshiping him through it. Look, she's doing it again. It didn't even turn her down. It didn't even slow her down. didn't even turn her around. I used to live life like that. It was like a slow motion, tug of war, two steps forward, three steps back, feeling like every time I made a mistake, every time I did something wrong, that I was here with Jesus and there with Jesus. But what if everything that made us uncomfortable, we took it as a, as a sign, here's an opportunity to worship. Oh, I like it. I'm looking, I'm looking for places in my life where I can submit my will. If my, I believe that because now we have the mind of Christ, because now um, we are one with him, that beautiful union that Linda was talking about, that my will and his will don't look very different. They're starting to meld into one. So when I feel anything in my life that is becoming my will, I want to submit it. I'm looking for those things now. It's a joy. I'm looking for those things. What I'm finding right now is the fear of man is one of those things. I feel really comfortable to be free and be myself in front of people who honor me and value me. It's another thing to be in front of people who don't. And I'm looking for those things because I want to, and this is all coming from a place of being madly in love. Because if it comes from anything else, from earning his love, from having to please him, all of those things, it just adds up to nothing. It becomes a lot of work, and it's not fun. But it's becoming a joy to find those things where I can be like, oh, man, here's an opportunity to worship (laughs) with my life. Here's an opportunity to worship with my life. And I've said that for years. The greatest, most beautiful, most powerful worship song we could ever sing is the song of our lives. And what is it singing to him? And so in those moments, I'm looking, how can I worship him with my life? 
It doesn't just look like getting up and reading your Bible and praying and listening to worship music. (laughs) That's just for funsies. (laughs) That helps me. That makes my life better. That gives me peace and joy. It's not necessarily designated worship to God. It's giving me knowledge that I like and I enjoy and, and I love. It's filling me up. How can I worship him with my lifestyle? One of the ways that I'm choosing to do that in this season is repentance. And I I used to have a really unhealthy relationship with repentance. Um, It looked like Ah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you can relate. Maybe not. Maybe you just are, have been in it from the beginning and bless you. And yes, that's what we're looking for. I hope my children never have to have that struggle. I hope they can just step up on my ceiling and, and be able to understand repentance and um, conviction as the sweet thing as it was intended for, as a, just a closer invitation to come closer to him and to step into what we were made for. Because that's what I found in repentance and in conviction. It's just Holy Spirit saying, baby, this isn't what you were made for. Come here, honey. That's not what you were made for. I'll show you. I'll show you who you are. I'll show you what you were made for. I want to pull up. I want to dive into this word repentance. Um. When you look at this word, repentance, the Greek word, I'm going to pull it up here on the screen because I'm not going to try to say that word. (laughs) The Greek word spelled um, I-D-E-I-M. The Greek word for repentance is a compound word, and so they're these two words combined. Um, One of them meaning to see, and then the next one, meaning to know, and that is E-I-D-E-N-A-I, to know, to see and to know. Can you open up your Bibles to John 17, 3? I'm going to be reading out the New King James Version. John 17, 3. Wave at me when you're there. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. This is eternal life, that they may know you. I think that it's really beautiful that the word repentance put together in the Greek are the two words to turn around and to change your mind. Will you put those Greek words back up there?
Okay, so there's this beautiful picture that Jesus showed me as I was preparing for this. And it looks like knowing him. Each one of us have a different have a different history of what that means with God to know him. And when I say I know him, I look back on my history with him. Right? We all do that. In Matthew 3, 8, repentance, John the Baptist is talking about repentance, and he says, produce fruit in keeping with repentance. How do we see fruit? Through repentance. If we want to keep our fruit, repentance. I used to have an unhealthy, like, pull, tug, I like to call them, tug, to where when I would hear a word, it would, like, make me feel like, ugh. When I would hear the word repentance, because my relationship with it was a very self-centered relationship of, this is where I come to you, and I, like, get cleaned up for my life, and then go back out and there was just there was just no real hope that I could actually be sustained by him by knowing him and that I'd always be in this cycle of get cleaned up go back out dirty again get cleaned up and there was never like an ending cycle but like if you've ever had that relationship repentance I just want you to know that Jesus actually ended that cycle with his blood and his blood washed me clean for all eternity and um, and so repentance for me is to see and to know him. Another word for that is um, means to turn around and to change your mind. To turn around and to change your mind. So that's something that as I'm building history with God and I'm looking for ways in my life to worship him, that, that repentance, I'm looking for things. Because, you know, I can go home and I could just have my, my talk with Jesus and be like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry how I handled that relational situation or whatever it may be. But it's a whole another powerful thing where we get to honor people in our lives and we go to them and say, I'm sorry. And, oh, and this fear of man thing was, has just been coming up in, in me about that, going to people and just apologizing because they're, they deserve it. And most of the time people will say, oh, I forgot about that, or oh, don't even worry about that. That wasn't a big deal. But, but that's just super important, repentance and honoring each other. Repentance is a, is a part of it. And it doesn't have to look like shame and guilt. It looks like I remember who I am, and this is not it. And I will not allow who I am not to dictate who I am. 
And so I'm going to make the choice to take authority over who I am in this moment. And instead of allowing the fear of what others will think of me um, or, or, or the fear of, you know, pride and all of that, determine how I will behave, I'm actually going to say, no, that's not who I am either. And so... All right, I don't got time for all that. Listen, old things have passed away. All things have become new. This is eternal life that he, that they may know you. Jesus is, ta- is praying. This is eternal life that they may know you. To see you, to know you. This is eternal life. This is oh. Building this building history with God, I want to just show you this picture, okay, as we close here. There's a lot that I could go into, but but here's the meat of it. And forget everything else. Here's the meat. When we come up face to face with Jesus, okay, and this is our history. We all have a story, okay? We have our story, and then there's his story. And we build history. Even the word itself is prophetic and beautiful because we cannot talk. Okay, we come face to face with Jesus and all of this. I'm face to face with him. And all of this is my story. It's my past. It's my history. It's It's not all beautiful. It's not all beautiful, okay? And when I come face to face with him, and if you can just see Jesus running towards you, you know, like, just like, oh, ready. Just ready, you know. When I come face to face with Jesus, there's just this trail of his glory and all he paid for behind him. It's like fire behind him. And, and, and that repentance right there, what is it? It's, a cha- it's, a, it's to see him, to know him, to turn around and to change your mind. As I turn around and I face Jesus and I'm looking in to the, the glory and all that the cross paid for my life. I then get to step in to him. I and you and you and me, I get to step into his story and it becomes our history. And it's a great, this beautiful union that happens. And everything about my life, I just like, and all that slow motion, vapor in the wind, all things have become new. The old has passed away. It, that is in 2 Corinthians 5.17. And I turn around and I make a choice to see him. And I make a choice to know him. As I see him, I see his history. As I see him, I, I, I get to know him. I see you and I know you. I recognize that Jesus. Are you with me? Are you seeing the beautiful picture? Where we turn in it. He's just ready, like at the front of the fire tunnel, ready to run and hug somebody. We turn around, he runs, poof, our past. It's vapor, and we, and it's not just a hug that just is lasts for a moment. It's a hug that we step into for all eternity, because we don't turn back. 
we actually move forward into the glory. We move forward into all that the cross paid for. That's good news. I don't ever have to look back because guess what? I can, I can, I can mirror my past, but it was taken with the cross. I can go back and I can mirror it. I can go back and I can make a mirror of my life look like something old, but the cross took it. It's a lot more work to have to go back and build something up than to just walk, move forward with him. And if you haven't done that in your heart, if you're waiting right there at the moment, saying, I don't really know him, Maybe you've, ne- you, you've never, listen, salvation isn't just praying a prayer. It's making a choice in my mind that I'm going to turn around. I'm going to see you, and I'm going to step in so that I can know you. And I'm going to move forward with you. There's not a tug of war that happens. When I look back at my life now, it's hard for me not to see him holding me the whole time. <laughs> and he chose to stay there with me. He's like, you're not going to move forward, baby. I'll just sit here with you. We can sit here for as long as you want, but I've got all this glory for you. I've got all this glory for you. Some of us need to turn around and change our minds and let Jesus get rid of our past. Some of us have some belief systems. Some of us have some disappointments that we're still holding on to that we need to make the choice to turn around and let that stuff go. We let it go. We let him hold us and love us, and we get to walk forward into the glory. It's exciting. It's exciting. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. That's that picture this morning. That's that shift that takes place. You want to know how people can have tragic, disappointing things happen to them and still stand on their history with God? They can do that because they've done, they made that choice. When they were there in the disappointment, they said, all right, I'm not looking back. I'm going to see you because I've learned to know you. I choose to know you in this time. That intimate knowing, I choose not to look back, but to see you, to look into your eyes. I see you. I choose to know you in this season. And that's where we build history with God. That's where those stones and those foundations are made That's where you go into the wilderness like David and a bear comes and you defeat the bear. And then when a lion comes, you don't say, God, I just want you sent a bear and now you sent a lion. Man, my life sucks. I'm out here doing what you called me to, taking care of sheep. Not only have you sent a bear, you sent a lion. Those kind of people don't become kings. Those kind of people don't face giants. (laughs) 
that's where we build history with God. The people who are walking in that history, who are anointed, who can set people free with the hugs that they give them, who carry the love of God, are people who know how to get down in the dirt with people and build history because Jesus has done it with them. And so when I sing and when I dance and when I worship and when I live my life and when I in repentance, when I live my life free, when I'm at the grocery store, the glory of the history of his story is following me wherever I go. And when I look at someone in the eyes and I say, Jesus loves you, he's, they're looking straight into Jesus's eyes. Because I've looked into his and he said it to me and I've believed him. Will you guys stand with me? I, I just think that there's there's a there's a shift that, that God wants to do. There's a shift. Online, if you don't know Jesus, it's the best form of freedom you will ever experience in your life. Knowing him, truly seeing him, and I believe this morning he wants to show up and show you what his eyes look like, what his hands look like, what his feet look like. <laughs> yeah, he's not on the cross anymore. <laughs> this morning we're free. We're free in this country, and we, but we are truly free because Jesus set us free. And we don't, we don't take that freedom for granted, but we recognize and we remember the real Independence Day came on Calvary. The real Independence Day came when Jesus hung on a tree, when his blood kissed the earth, and the sound of it is finished went out, and it's never stopped ringing. <laughs> oh, it's never stopped ringing. <laughs> It's never stopped ringing. It's never stopped ringing out. It is finished. The old has passed away. Behold the new thing. The new thing. The new thing. So if you'll close your eyes with me this morning... If, that, if you feel that inside of you, that there, if you, if, if th that shift, you feel that, your spirit, when I hear the words, history with God, I just, my spirit just explodes with gratitude. It explodes with gratitude because I see that picture of Jesus at the beginning looking into my eyes or running towards me, grabbing me and hugging me and everything about my past falling like dust. <laughs> and not just leaving me there to figure it out on my own, but inviting me into himself, into himself, the sweet union that comes, that sweet union. You know, there's a lot of names going out right now. There's a lot of names that are really great. There's a lot of names. There's a lot of great causes going out, and they're all good and grand. 
there's a lot of great people rising up and it's all great and good. There's a lot of great movements, a lot of great worship movements, a lot of, a lot of revivals happening in the earth. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of names going out and we bless them. But there's only one name that can save me. There's only one name that can heal me. There's only one name that can save you. There's only one name that can heal you. There's only one man who can truly bring you freedom, and it's Jesus. It's Jesus this morning. It's Jesus. So as we're here this morning together, Jesus, we just lift our hands and we worship the one name. We lift our hands and we worship the one name. And I thank you, God, for right now coming and letting us see your eyes and letting us see your hands and letting us see your feet. The one that hung on a tree is there no longer. He's here, Emmanuel, present with us. <laughs> Yeshua, King Jesus. Elohim, he's present with us, Jehovah. He's present with us. <laughs> he's with us right now. God, and we just reach out and we allow you to love us in to your glory. Love us deeper in to the revelation of what you paid for this morning that we do not have to turn back, that we do not have to keep going back to the start. But right now we move forward with you, Jesus. We move forward. We accept your invitation into the more. We accept your invitation into the more this morning. <laughs> we accept your invitation, God. Hallelujah. 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 We accept your invitation. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's you. We see you. We see you. We see you. Looking back now, we see you. We associate our history with yours. Looking, I, I, I feel that in the room, that, that looking back, you're going to be able to look back on your past, on your history, and see his story. You're going to be able to look back and point out where he was, what he was doing, what he was up to, and he never left you. You're going to be able to look back and never again be tormented by the past. That's available for you this morning. If that's you, grab hold of it. Grab hold of it if that's you. Grab hold of it. I'm going to look back, and I'm going to see Jesus. I'm going to look back, and I'm going to see his history. I'm going to see his story. I'm going to see his story.
thank you God God we thank you that this day marks a day in history of our lives where we built a foundation moving forward when we think of building history with you this is going to be something that marks us that's when I chose to keep moving forward even though everything pointed to going back Thanks for marking us with your presence, with your glory. God, bless each one. If we have um, prayer servants who are ready to come up to the front, our prayer team. If you want to stay in this with Jesus, we bless you. If you need anything at all, if you need people to pray with you, to believe with you, to have faith for you, these are the ones. You guys can feel free to come up for prayer if you want to stay in that spot. We just bless you guys. This weekend, as you celebrate your, with your family and we remember all that it costs so many for us to be free. This weekend, that we also remember the greatest price ever paid for our freedom. This is Jesus. We love you guys. We love you so much. You can feel free to go, feel free to stay in his presence or come up for prayer. Bless you. Thanks for listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Join us each week for another message and listen to past messages by visiting us online at revivetheworld.us.